Tennessee Titans Talk. This week we got a special guest, Derek. Our friend is filling in for Big Fella, who is an HR manager in Benefits Administration. This is the last day of open enrollment. So, Derry, how thankful are you? You don't work in HR today. I'm generally always thankful that I don't work in HR, <laughs> but uh, but especially today. Okay, guys, we haven't been with you in a while. That Colts game uh, put us all in hiding. Landon, we don't want to talk about it a whole lot, of course. What happened? I had higher expectations for the Titans on Thursday night. Well, our FedEx punter just sucked the entire momentum out of the game, and that was that. We get a great fourth down stop. Rashawn Evans does what he does at the goal line. We get out of the end zone. We get to the 20 on the back of Derrick Henry. You think we're going to punt, flip the field. That's Titans football. This possession is a win. He shanks the punt 17 yards. This is an NFL punter. This doesn't happen. And then they score. So things get bad. Then we get the ball again. We completely botch the punt coverage, and they get a wide-open blocked punt. They return for a touchdown. So in two minutes, in two special teams plays, it's a 14-point swing, and after that, just all the life out of the stadium goes out. Derry, we've improved our roster over the years, but we are still not good enough of a team to overcome special team mistakes. That was heartbreaking, just demoralizing as a fan, and so I can't even imagine as players, you work hard, you prepare all week, Mm -hmm. and then in two minutes – you know, the game flips completely, momentum. The Colts are just playing out of their mind at that point. They, they just, they know they've got right. that win. Momentum carried the Colts, and they have had that chip against us for a while now. be interesting to play them again next week. But first, we have what I consider uh, our long-term biggest rival, along with the Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens, who obviously had the best regular season team last year. And then, and then we played in – my favorite Titans game in a long, long time last year when we upset them in Baltimore to go to the AFC Championship game. But this year, Landon, this iteration of the Ravens so far has just not gotten really in sync on offense. And it really comes down to their offensive line. They lost the legend Marshall Yonda at right guard. Their center, Matt Skura, has struggled coming back from a severe leg injury from last year. And their superstar left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, he had a pretty nasty leg injury a couple of weeks ago. He's out for the year. So three of their five linemen have struggled this season. And that's really just what it comes down to. They're the second worst passing team in the NFL. In a year when passing is through the roof, they're still a great rushing offense, but they're not nearly as effective on a per-play basis. And their offense on a per-possession basis has actually been a bit below average, which is surprising because last year they were one of the most effective offenses of all time. Derry, if you take out Lamar Jackson, the reigning MVP of this league, Ronnie Stanley is the best offensive player for Baltimore. He signs a really big contract and promptly a week later is out for the year. That really showed up and hurt them last week when they lost to a Patriots team that looked like they were headed literally for a top 10 pick. When that rain started pouring in the second half of that game, they couldn't get their footing. They really missed Stanley. Yeah, it's going to be interesting, right? Their their weakness, uh, you know, on the front line is is an area that we haven't been strong at all season, applying pressure. Right. This is certainly going to be an opportunity for us to get pressure. I'm I'm apprehensive because you know we played the Bengals, mm-hmm. and the Bengals' whole right. line is terrible. We couldn't get we couldn't apply any pressure, and so right. you know it'll be interesting to see if we can really you know make it happen against Baltimore. Right. They're going to roll out Orlando Brown at left tackle. He's played well. 
Bozeman, Skura, Makari, Fluger. That's them from left to right. Like you said, against the Bengals, we didn't capitalize, and they were hurting a lot worse across the offensive line than we're going to see Baltimore. But it did get them beat against New England. Landon, I know you went back and watched that game. I did too. New England was playing so poorly coming into that game. What happened? How did Baltimore blow that one in the rain? Well, their two best run defenders, Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams, were out. And that's really the one thing the Patriots have going for them. They've got three to four solid running backs. And, of course, Cam Noon is always good for 40, 50 yards a game. And with that just torrential downpour, especially, like you said, in the second half, the passing game just went out the door for both teams. That benefits the Patriots more because they have the better offensive line, the better coaching, the better play calling. And it was just a battle of attrition. They made fewer mistakes. Lamar had a turnover in the, in the first half, in the first half, getting close to the red zone, and that was the game. At the beginning of that game, Baltimore was in control. New England made adjustments, and you could say when that weather changed, they were more ready, and they took advantage of the opportunities they had. Baltimore has a really good, on paper, defensive backfield. Elliott and Clark are their safeties. They played well. Humphrey is one of the best players in the NFL. Marcus Peters has played all right. With that being said, how did they let – Jacoby Myers just light them up last week. With the Ravens, it's hard to judge that game because of the weather, you know, being such a factor. I feel like anytime you're you're playing in the rain, it always benefits the offensive player versus, you know, sort of defense is always a little bit on skates, right. terrible footing and whatnot. I, I really think for us to be successful, this has got to be a Derrick Henry game. This has got to be, you know, we're on the road. Typically when we're on the road, we feed him. 25 at least carries a game if we feed Derek and then let Tannehill you know feast off of play action and hopefully if he can get that you know that completion percentage back up to where it was early part of the year I think we can we can find some success with AJ with Corey Davis with Janu makes a really good point Landon Derek Henry is the key to this game along with that the offensive line which is going to be missing Roger Saffold I know you're going to talk about that a little bit later Landon Derry says correctly, on the road, we really rely on him. He's second in the NFL in broken tackles uh, during rushing attempts this season. He's been really good for us, but the whole story is we've been limited, and he still had a really successful season. He's going to be absolutely essential this week. What's encouraging is that Derrick Henry has always been a second half of the year running back, and to have a great first half is encouraging. But I will say over the past few games, he's been surprisingly limited, I know Vrabel and Arthur Smith have come out and said the game plan has been to kind of load manage Derrick Henry, not to have to give him 25 carries every single game, but against the Colts and a game that can decide the division race. And in such a tight year, that could determine a playoff spot. Derrick Henry only gets 18 carries. The offense is clicking when we just feed him the rock. Ryan Tannehill, who's struggled over the past few games, messes up a couple throws. Derrick Henry's rushing threat, no longer a factor. And the offense just staggers out. I'd like to think this is when we realize we just have to give the ball to our best player. It doesn't matter if he's tired. He can take all the rest days he wants during practice. We got to give Derrick Henry 30 touches a game. Well, I want to talk about being tired. I feel like because we didn't get our normal bye because of the COVID situation, Derry, I feel like our guys on Thursday night, not to make an excuse on a short week, we just weren't up for that. And we played so poorly against Indianapolis. I wonder if this built-in three or four extra days that you get because of playing on Thursday night. I wonder if this may help us a lot because we just looked like a team that had played 
you know, five games in 40 days or whatever. We just look yeah. good. That makes, that makes a ton of sense, right? I mean, we're a physical team. You know, that many consecutive, you know, days of just playing smash mouth football can be tough. Also, when you look at the Ravens, their last few games, right? And I think what they played New England, they played Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. Right. Those are all physical mm-hmm. teams. So, you know, four straight weeks now us coming in, that's there's an opportunity that they could be wearing down a little bit second half of the year. Right. So uh, so I think, you know, to Landon's point, feeding Derrick Henry has got to be essential this week. He's had he's had the extra rest. He should be fresh. This is the point where, you know, uh, our playoff hopes are, are relying on this stretch of games right here. Oh, absolutely. We I know Landon wants to talk later about this stacked AFC playoff picture. Just because we have the record we do now, we're going to have to keep winning these games. Baltimore, as far as our key to winning the game, I think the success of our offensive line and Derrick Henry. Uh, Landon, when Baltimore drafted Patrick Queen from LSU, traded up to pick him, I think 21st, uh, he looked like um, you know an obvious Raven. He has not played well at all this season. Matthew Judon is a really good player playing on the franchise tag. He has not played well. And Gakwe was, of course, traded within the last month uh, to this team, and he's good uh, against the pass and notoriously, you know, average or below against the run. I know on paper that they're an intimidating force on defense, but uh, we're going to have an opportunity here, right? Oh, for sure. Like you said, they're linebackers, and Queen has made some splash plays. He Against lesser competition, he's had several sacks and forced fumbles, but he hasn't been great in coverage. Marlon Humphrey has been in and out on the COVID list. Marcus Peters is always going to be an inconsistent player because he's always going to bite on trying to make a splash play. Their defensive line has been hit with injuries, and Ngakwe has just been inconsistent. I believe he's tied for 20th in the AFC in sacks on the entire year, including the five sacks in four games he had with Minnesota. It's the same deal with their defenses last year. They have a strong secondary but they have to blitz if they want to get consistent pressure. They can't just rush four guys and be content. Derry, uh, Baltimore is a five and a half point favorite at home. Do you feel like that number is low, high? Uh, what, what, what do you think of the line for this game? I think it's a bit low, but it seems like Vegas still respects the Titans offense. You know, um, our offense is still one of the best in the league. When you look at our, you know, skill position wise, we're not great in two phases, but the one we are good in put us against Kansas City and any of the other, you know, great offenses in the league. And so with the Ravens defense sort of dealing with some injuries, maybe that maybe that line makes a lot of sense. Lana, what do you think of the line? I think it's about where I would have had it. I would have given them six, but five and a half is fair. Both teams are reeling. We've looked worse. Like Derry said, we're bad in two areas. The Ravens are only bad in one. We're on the road. It's entirely fair. Derry, we're going to be short for this game. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, no Roger Saffold for this game, no Adam Humphreys, and again, no Adoree uh, Jackson as well. During this uh, uh, podcast, just came across that we will also, uh, and I think we expected this, we will be without Jadavian Clowney man. for this game. Man. <laughs> We're, that's going to be, that's going to make it tough. That's going to make yeah. it tough for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't see the Ravens offense being very dynamic. The receiving core is not, not great. Uh, they're, they're a run the ball defense. And, and I, and of the area right. where I think we're, we're okay. You know, we, we've been okay stopping the run. 
So if we can force them into some, you know, long third downs where we really make Lamar Jackson have to execute on third and seven, third and, you know, third and right. eight. That's what we yeah, do in a playoff then, game. Then we give yeah. ourselves a shot. So, you know, that's what's going to be essential. And then our offense really has to sustain drives to keep our defense off the field. And we've got to get, you know, we've got to get touchdowns and not field goals. Landon, what's the injury situation for the Ravens? Well, like I mentioned earlier, Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams, both of whom did not play on Sunday night against the Patriots. They haven't practiced all week. I put them both as doubtful. That's a huge win. Other than that, they should be good to go. Mark Ingram is a bit banged up. He's getting older. He's partially why the rushing game hasn't been as effective. But it's really just Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams. Their defensive line is going to be really weakened if both of them are out. Right. That's a really good sign for us. I hate it for those players individually, but that's going to be a really big uh, key to us competing in this game, like, Land- uh, like Derry was saying, to sustain some drives, keep our defense off the field. Third and uh, long is, is not what the Ravens want offensively. But last year we had, you know, Logan Ryan, who is, was uh, – we have really missed him. And I think most Titans fans that watch every game know we've really missed him. So I still worry about us. We are the NFL's worst third down defense. But even then, that's the way to beat them is to force them yeah. into those situations. Daria, we have seen a different Ryan Tannehill in the two previous games than we did the calendar year before. Uh, we're going to need him to be back to his old self to, to beat this team Sunday. He really hasn't been himself for, for like the last four games, right? Like, I mean, if, if you really look at the, at right. the stats, his, his completion percentage has just has dipped down. And you're right. Like, we need him to, to really play well to, you know, like he, he's, he was, he started off the year on a tour at pace. So like, there's no, <laughs> there was no way he was going to sustain that level, but We've just – he's got the weapons, right? Corey Davis is playing really well. I think A.J. Brown, you know, outside of the drop he had, um, you know, he's been – yeah, he's right. been great. And, uh, and and we've gotten some really good play from just the, the slot guys and, the you know, the, the backups. So he's got the weapons. I still trust in him for sure. Um, and, and it's just mm-hmm. like he's he's really close to, to sort of dialing it back in. And so – I think he he along with Derrick Henry are essential to our team's success, right? He's got to get the ball to our playmakers on the outside, to John New in the middle of the field, and uh, and really sell the play action and execute um, on those third downs because that's what's that's what's been sort of right. tricky. It's like we we we're off the field so fast, and it's like we got to sustain these drives, and that's where Ryan can can help us for sure. Well, if we get down that play action, they. Yeah, you just can't yeah. sell it as well. In our last two losses, that's been it. When we just have to pin our ears back, they pin their ears back, yeah. and it, it's not good. If there's one key for you, we'll start with you, Landon. A key to this victory for me, uh, it's like Derry was just saying. If we can see more Johnny Smith and more AJ Brown, because we established the run, we can be in this game, and we can let uh, our perimeter guys sort of torch this defensive backfield. Uh, like has happened some of the season when, when they've been beat, uh, those big plays that we can set up through our, our running game, uh, to me, that's the key. If I think that that ankle was a little bit worse, but he's just gutted it out, maybe with a week and a half of rest, we'll see, you know, sort of vintage Johnny Smith. For me, I would say it comes down to special teams. Under Harbaugh, the Ravens have had one of the 
top five special teams units in the NFL for a long time. With us, it just comes down to minimizing mistakes. I can't in good faith say eliminate mistakes between Gaskowski and FedEx. If we cannot have two terrible punts, if we cannot miss two gimme field goals, I will feel better about our chances. This game, I think we're mostly evenly matched, and the little things make all the difference. What's worrying is we're bad at the little things. If we have two or less boneheaded mistakes on special teams, I'll feel a lot better about our chances. Yeah, I have to agree well, with sir. Landon. I, the, the fear when I saw this game on the schedule coming up, especially after how our special teams played last week, knowing that Baltimore is always excellent on special teams, it's like if, if we can have a clean game, right, no – no bonehead mistakes right. that cause us to flip the field, you know, bad snaps, you know, miss blocking assignments. Those attention to detail things are going to be key because you just you don't give yourself a chance to win when you make mistakes on special teams. Guys, did y'all expect J.K. Dobbins? I know that uh, they have two good runners anyway, but after seeing his season at Ohio State last year, I expected him to be a bigger part of, of this run game. Surprising. They, you know, everybody's about this running back by committee thing. You know, guys like J.K. Dobbins, I think he could use more carries. More carries, and I think he would be better. He's he's shown Mm -hmm. some flashes all season, and yet then they go back to Gus Edwards, right? And then they – and. (laughs) <laughs> and then Ingram comes back. And so, uh, I, I, but I really think that uh, Dobbins will be the back of the future for them. But, uh, but right now he's just never, he's not right. getting enough touches. Yeah. And he looked really good in what little training camp that, that we had. I know that they have talented guys, but it's interesting. But I don't think anyone has looked like themselves on this offense this year. Uh, I think it, just their big breakaway player last year, you know, was a tight end. You know, we have not seen as much from Mark Andrews, Landon, as I would have just thought this guy would take that step up and be one of the dominant tight ends in the NFL. He has not been the same guy this year. Yeah, I think we can point to the trade of Hayden Hurst in the offseason. And with the news last week that Nick Boyle is going to be out for a few weeks, he suffered a pretty severe leg injury. What was the most stacked position on their roster became their weakest. So Andrews is having to block more. He's not going to go out and receive as much. That's hurting their passing game because last year, Hurst or Boyle would block and Andrews would run routes. And that opened up so many possibilities and challenged the defense. But now it's either Andrews blocks or Andrews goes out and receives and the offensive line has one less blocker. It was amazing last year how many times they had three tight ends on the field. And uh, they can't really don't, they don't have the personnel to do that now. So, yeah, that is, that is interesting. Uh, this is a team that you fear that could – uh, get that magic back any week. This is a really interesting matchup because one of these teams is going to kind of repair their image, right? They're going to pick themselves themselves up off the ground. These are both teams that made a deep run last year. I expect at any time either one of these teams could really turn around. It could start uh, Sunday for either one of these teams. So a really big kind of turning point middle of the season game here. Guys, let's talk about the AFC playoff picture. Landon, why don't you start with us? Give us a lowdown of kind of where everybody stands right now. Well, it's just completely insane. Between the AFC South and the three wildcard spots, there are six teams that are six and three. Obviously, Indy and us, we're both six and three. If we can beat them next week, we'll take we'll take a sizable lead on the divisional race. But otherwise, Vegas is six and three. They're rolling. Miami is six and three, and they have a good chance of being nine and three. When they play the Chiefs in about a month with a really lackluster schedule, the Browns are six and three, and the Ravens are six and three. 
So it's just a really stacked year all around. Wow. There's not much parity in the middle. It's either good teams or bad teams. As good of a start as we've had, if we lose on Sunday, I think our playoff hopes go down to like 30% just because there are so many good teams. We just haven't really looked that good. We play the Colts again. Obviously, we play the Ravens in a few days, and we play the Browns. So I think we have to go 2-1 and one against these other playoff teams before I feel comfortable about us. If we lose this game Sunday, it's going to be really about winning the division. And that game next Sunday against uh, Indianapolis up there, that's going to become really, really important. So this game is important for us to kind of keep up with everybody in AFC. Uh, that being said about our schedule, I think it does sort of tone down down the stretch. That will help us. But uh, I don't look at any of these teams that he's mentioned, any of these six and three teams, and see a team that I think will fall apart. I think they're all legitimate at that level, whether it be Cleveland or Buffalo, I think the time is For now, sure. Right? Yeah, the time is definitely now. This three-game stretch is critical. I, I agree with Landon. Two and one is has got to be the the finish. You know, you look at these teams and like the Clevelands and the Indianapolis. They're they're good teams, but they they're not great teams, right? They're not they're not Kansas City, right? And uh, and so they 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 do, they do have their mm-hmm. flaws and they seem beatable. But what's key is we have to fix the special teams phase of our of our of our team, and we've got to get right. <laughs> we've got to get a Dory back at some point to help solidify our, our defensive backfield so that we can see yeah. what our defense could actually be like if we uh, had a guy that could cover. So what's tricky is he's been gone so long. It's and we're right in the midst of the stretch, so we're not going to have him anytime soon. Yeah, it, it's very competitive. It, it is really interesting to sort of see how this stretch is going to go. But like you, like you said, if we lose this game, then it's about the division because the wild card is probably not going to be in the in the cards for us. It sounds a, a little um, panic buttony to be talking about that now, but there's just so many you know decent or better teams in this AFC. We can't really afford uh, some of the the bad stretches we've had in previous years. We've done a pretty good job of this time on sort of clicking in. A lot of that is because of, of Derrick Henry, and we're going to need his help again this year. Also, we're going to go Sunday, watch Hopefully get our win, and then in the afternoon set, we've got kind of a perfect play-in for Titans fans, which is Packers-Colts. Like Derry mentioned a couple minutes ago, watching the Colts on Thursday night, they're a really solid team. They don't make mistakes. They're pretty good in all three phases, and their defense is elite. But it was really just we lost that game more than they won the game. You take out those special teams blunders. Is anyone's game going to the fourth quarter? I think the Packers are clearly a better team than us. Their offense outside of one game against Tampa Bay has been unstoppable. Devontae Adams on a per game basis is having an elite all time level season. He's off the injury report. He's ready to play. Their defense has started to step up guys coming off the injury report. I think in the biggest games, I don't trust end of career Phillip Rivers to deliver. So I, Fairly confident Green Bay will do us a solid and get us a win, but it is on the road in Indy, and that can tip the scales a little bit. That will be the game that – of, of, of the games in the, af- in the afternoon slate, that's the game that I'm going to be geared towards. I really like the Packers' chances yeah. to, to win that game. I, I'm not looking forward to playing the Packers later on in the season for us, given how uh, Aaron and, and, and Devontae Adams have been playing all year. And you know, and obviously the Colts defense is solid, and so uh, so it's it's going to be a tough tough game. It feels like it's going to come down to the end. And whoever could trust, like nobody trusts Philip Rivers. He's 
known and prone mm-hmm. to blow things in the end. So uh, whether it's the division title, this game, or whatever, I just hope that uh, he uh, lives up to his uh, reputation. Guys, that's what we have time for this week. We're excited for this game Sunday. Thanks, as always, for finding us and listening to us, whatever way you do. Uh, subscribe to us, rate us, uh, tell somebody about us. We just really enjoy doing this. So thanks to Derry for being with us. And, guys, until next time. Tighten up. up.